Welcome to another fabulous episode of Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake, and your other host, Mr. Matt Burt. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. How are you? A lot of great things to talk about in sports. I mean, we're going to cover the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, but a lot of exciting things. I'm going to touch on a little tennis, definitely some UCI sports. But I want to open the show. One uh, of our other uh, uh, talk show hosts, Ryan Folan, who's our social media guru here at UCI, and also he does a show tomorrow at the same time as ours from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. It's called the 313 Show. And believe me, it's such a great show. And I know you and I, we kind of, you actually uh, trained with him for a yeah, few times. Yeah, I, w- I was his intern, and I, he let me come in and sit for like four sessions and he uh normally we you get one as an intern but i was like can i come back and do another one and he was like oh sure yeah come on and it was just very you know he's a very humble guy and um you know he really inspired me he was like on my demo tape so you know ryan Fullen definitely knows his stuff he's I don't know if 303 is about social media as much, but I was on Get Notified. 313, yes, it was Get Notified. And he still talks about social media and, you know, the benefits of that. And he's actually done a a TEDx. He did a speech Mm -hmm. just talking about overcoming your fears of success. Yeah. What stops you the most is the person in the mirror. That's true. That's very true. And he also has uh, spoke publicly around the uh, not just the country but internationally i think he's had a few international public speaking events as well as this tedx so and he also he's a big advocate of helping businesses you know entrepreneurs especially because he says he's a gen xer that has millennial tendencies oh yeah meaning learning the whole art of social media see that's the thing that you have is that you have the art of all the social media platforms you know that really well where uh, me being a gen x or myself i have quite a bit to learn but i've definitely come on i think i'm gaining some more millennial tendencies which is a good thing i think now that the millennials are, are entering the workforce if we just understand how they came to be and the benefits of using social media is definitely a, a tool for success especially for a young op- entrepreneur yeah, and I think the the biggest thing that I stuck with me is that social medias connect the world together, and and now we have, you know, you know how they say the the phrase it's it's a small world out there. There's six degrees of separation between everyone. So it's like my cousin knows this person who knows this person kind of thing. You know, it's like everyone is connected. And do you know how many like small world kind of things where you have, I don't know, for example, someone that you knew or grew up with in Cincinnati and you cross paths with them. Yes, that has happened. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's a a small world. And social media makes the world connected in those kind of ways because you see and those people get tagged. You're like, oh, I know this person. So it makes it even smaller. So then like the... It's weird. It's like a symbiotic relationship. And we're kind of creating a a second world, so to speak, of, of, of... pictures and have captions and everything being absolutely instagram it's another great thing that comes from the millennial generation yes i have an instagram account oh yeah you so hit the I, big I, gotta, time. I think that's the way to go because i'm a very picture x type of guy so i like to put pictures out there and that just you know what's to say a picture say a thousand words yeah it's kind of interesting how news has evolved because of social media and how everything has a camera on it and now we're able to get these shots of elaborate things that are going on and it's it's fascinating the technology is progressing at a crazy rate and 
who knows? And another thing that Ryan Fullen, you know, really teaches is certain algorithms on how to get your stuff out right. there through social media. But also, too, it's like uh, going to the gym and what have you. You don't have to spend hours and hours on your phone all day long. You could just, you know, set it a time and per day and you run through all your social media accounts and, you, you know, you go through your posts and you know, it's just like your morning coffee where you're running through emails. You run through all your social media outlets. You do your things, your likes, your comments and get caught up in all that and then boom you put that phone away and you're ready for the rest of your day and you know getting your work done i think you had peak times for when people use social media and that's mornings at mornings and uh after work at night yes 5 p.m to 7 p.m range people are more likely to be on social media so it's it's like you go on during those times you got lots of the good things to look at you got lots of information to look up I mean, Twitter is is where kind of news is headed towards is breaking news is going to come via Twitter and you have to follow the right sources in order to get it. So he's uh, co-wrote a book with another gentleman up that works for UCLA and it's a great book. It's called Ditch the Act. That's good. It just like it's title. about being real, you know, cuz yes, social media platforms are great. You need to have that person-to-person contact, be able to carry on a conversation and just be real. I know who I am, you know who you are, and there's nothing to hide. Well, that that is true cuz that's what shapes us. That is true and I, I think, you know, the other aspect of social media is that it causes higher rates of anxiety and depression because you see what others have. It's the keeping up with the Joneses effect. I don't have as good of a life as this person. And so what's happening is, is people get so consumed with what social media is in a way addicted to it. That basically what happens is you don't interact with other people. And that's a vital uh, that's vital to living is interacting and looking at people eye to eye and having a connection with them in person. Whereas sitting behind a screen and typing, you don't really know what the person is feeling. You don't get the body language kind of stuff. So a lot of that is, you know, very important to go out. And I like this preface of the book. for sure. Oh, absolutely. And you hit a really good point where as you, know, you look on social media like, oh, this person's having a great life. Well, you don't know everything about that person. They're just putting on their the facade like just just a, just clips, uh, highlights of like things that they have done. It makes it seem like, oh, they're just living this great life. But we don't know everything about this person. We don't know about the hardships, the ups and downs. Right. But but certain people do that. They just put paste all that up there, and it kind of turns you off as a you know as a friend or 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 what have you. In a sense of like, well, this person is always just you know breeding success, this and that. I don't really, I don't really know the real person. It's just like ditch the act and just be real. And yeah, if, yeah, if you are doing those things, that's great. As long as you're real and you, and you humanize it and you make that connection with the other person or who, whatever target audience. That's what it's about. That's what it's about for sure. But yes, yeah, so tune in to Ryan Fallen every Wednesday morning from eight to nine, the three one three show. Trust me, <laughs> you'll learn a lot from him. No, I, I learned a lot from him for sure. I'm going to roll into tennis right quick, so Go. get Matt prepared for the, the all the rest of the sports to come because clay season has started, and we kind of had a colossal upset. Clay season starts off with a big ATP 1000. It's just the men's only tournament, and it's in the Monte Carlo, which is beautiful right there along the, uh, on the Mediterranean. It's beautiful. Well, Fabio Fohini just upset Rafa Nadal wow. in the semifinals Who? on clay. Who is this? Say that name again. Fabio Fohini. Fabio Fohini. Yes, he's the wow. first Italian ever to win an ATP 1000 Masters tournament. 
Mm, represent. The Italians have never won the ATP 1000, any of the nine tournaments that are played all over, but they have actually three on clay. So Marty Carlos, the first one. So Nadal kind of loses points because he won that last year. That's a tough thing where you're in a point of defending your points. But you got to get props to Fujini because he has had his all-time career high for the 31-year-old. He is now ranked 12th in the world. He's never been ranked that high before. So that's pretty impressive for him. That's awesome. And then, you know, you have the Madrid Open and you'll have the Italian Open or the other two ATP 1000 tournaments intermixed in with some other ones. Right now, I believe the Barcelona Open is next, and that's a 500. Still worth a lot of points, and Nadal's in that. So, you know, Nadal's pretty much playing every clay tournament because he's got a lot of points to defend here. And it's tough when you win all these tournaments the year prior is that you got to win them again this year just to keep your points so you can keep your ranking. Well, that's life, though. And Djokovic, know. right now, and Federer, Federer's going to play in a couple of the tournaments. I don't know what other sub-tournaments, other than the French Open, that he's going to play, but it could be one of these ATP 1000s. He could play the Italian Open and kind of tune up for the uh, French Open. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to look at it like, how have they been doing lately? And you, right now, lately... This Italian guy has been on the rise. They get hot. It's just kind of like what CC Pass at the Australian Open. And, you know, now you got Fulhini right here starting off clay season pretty well. So it, do you think Nadal goes into the next tournament with something to oh, yes. play for? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. If he faces Fulhini again, let me tell you, that's what the great ones do. They'll, they'll take him down. Just like Federer did to CC Pass at the Dubai Open. After he lost to him at the Australian Open, he took him down. Two straight sets. That was it. <laughs> Game over. So didn't, to my knowledge, this open clay season, correct? Correct. So... What was Nadal's streak going into clay season? It's a colossal upset, but, you know, sometimes these things happen. Like I said, Nadal's got to do as best as he can during the clay season because this is what it's all about. But as long as he wins the French Open, that'll help him out. And then after that, Djokovic is going to be on the point because he's going to have to win Wimbledon again. He's going to have to win the U.S. Open again just to defend his points. He'll have to win the ATP 1000 in Cincinnati. So he's sitting so high, like he has 11,000 points, where Nadal's number two in the world at 8,000 points. You'll start to see some Some shaking up there. Some moving and shaking? Some moving and shaking. All right. I I expect Nadal to be back on top. He's still the king of clay. He'll He'll be saying Nadal's back next week. Right. He, he, he's the king of clay. He's so, the king of clay. So, Matt, lead us. Where are we going to next at 8.15 here in the morning at KUCI 88.9 FM well, in Irvine? I think that this weekend had some of the best quotes that I've, we've had in a while, and I think I'd like to, to share, share, share some those. of these quotes. Yes. And I want to kind of go in forward, and the first one today was, I jumped in the ocean, and it really eased my mind. Clay Thompson attributed his lack of shooting success in previous games to jumping into the ocean and starting over fresh into his uh, 32-point game in game four, which was on Sunday. I love it. You know, just do something, clear the mind, and that's what you got to do as a shooter. You got to forget about what happened in the past, and you got to keep shooting. Yeah, you just got to, you know, forget about it. Like, it's all a mindset. A lot of shooting is a mindset, and sometimes the ball goes in and out, and, you know, you, you keep seeing it going in and out, and you could be like, oh, do I have to adjust this? You can adjust that. But the reality of it is you're doing everything right. A little bit like in the wrong spot or it's a little bit, you know, the right. touch is a little bit off. A lot of shooting is mental and you just have to have a positive mind frame about it. But And Clay certainly did. And 32 Clay. points. I think the theme of this show has been Clay. 
I just got it. That creeped up. Ladies and gentlemen, did you get that? That's Clay. my dad joke of the day. Clay right. Quartz, Clay what Thompson. Clay Let's do Quartz, it. Quartz, Clay Thompson. So this kind of e- leads into the NHL a little bit. We'll be seeing them again in our building. Thomas Hurdle after game five. It's loss. For the San Jose Sharks. So Thomas Hurdle, who doesn't speak English very well, just said, we'll see them in our building again. That was game five. So they will be seeing them. This was after game five okay. when they lost. At so, home. At so home. So Sharks, okay, I got it. So <laughs> Sharks lost game five at home. They went on the road game six and one. And, won and I know this series is, this is quite a series brewing right here. These two teams do not like each other, so... I thought that that was kind of an interesting quote by him because he uh, had a little Mark Messier. And it's a quick refresher. Las Vegas Knights made it to the finals last year. They did, and but now they're on the brink of being eliminated. But, but remember, they got into a seven-game series against the Sharks last year. Right. This is a brute, like this is a budding rivalry right here. This has been this series has been a lot of points scored, and it also has been a very chippy at times. So I think this is definitely worth watching. The game seven is it's a. It's a put the kids to bed at home early kind of situation. <laughs> go go watch some good hockey. That's what it is. Anyways, that that is our second quote from the sports weekend. Our third quote is first of all, he's a nobody. Joel Embiid said that about Jared Dudley after their little is it a brouhaha or is it a, you know what it what would that constitute a shoving match? It's just Words. Jared Dudley getting under their skin because he's become like the new Shane Battier, the perfect role player for the Brooklyn Nets. He just gets under your skin. He does all the little things that you need him to do. He'll hit the shots that you need him to hit, and that's what he does. He just kind of uh, anoints them, but they are down three games to one. Yeah, they are down three games to one, but it's been a series where both teams have really just said, Things that are kind of like borderline. They're, they've been trying to get at each other. There's, There's been no shortage of quotable bulletin board material between both of these teams. So, Joel and Because there hasn't been that much drama, really, in these first round of the NBA playoffs. This has had the most yeah. drama. It's the yeah. most fun to watch, to yeah. be honest. And and it's about to end. The Sixers will win tonight, yeah. and uh, we can go into that later. But I thought that was kind of an interesting. He said that on live television on TNT. The next quote that we have is, I didn't know I was over by James Harden after he went three for twenty for the game and O for fourteen through three quarters. And that was in game three. And that was in game three. He went over and they still won. The Rockets won. They still won by three. Still won. And they said, and that's what he said. He's like, I just only care about the W. Which is a good quote. I'm saying he is not being truthful there. And I would use different words if we were not on radio. I'm calling him on his bluff, so to speak. I knew he didn't. He knew that he didn't make anything in the first three quarters. He was getting to the free throw line, though. So I'm going to call you know yeah. a little bit of so, bluff. Sometimes on the shot's not going down. You got to find other clever ways to score, and one of them is getting to the free throw line. And the final quote of the day. And the final quote of the day. Our fifth and final quote of the day for this Tuesday morning is: Is trending a good thing? That is Nick Nurse talking about how he was a trending on Twitter for his reaction to a three seconds in the paint call. Go watch it on YouTube or go find a clip of it. It's actually pretty funny. He has a really great shocked face. It was it was like <laughs> like someone stole his bicycle. Yeah, someone stole his bicycle, or he's just like what? Oh, we're on the radio, so you can't see my face, but if you can hear the 
the noises that I just made, that's probably the noises that he was just making. But that was our five from the sporting weekend. I thought they were interesting, and hopefully I can get some more quotes to dissect them. Which one was your favorite out of all those? I like the Clay Thompson one. Yeah, the Clay Thompson one. I just like how he just cleared his head and come out and had a huge success in the next game. (laughs) Props to the Warriors. 